Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hi, everybody. I hope you guys are having a great day. I said great weird, but we're moving past it. Um, My name is Ambrosia Matthews, and welcome back to the Inner Bloom podcast. Um, I am solo, so if you don't like the sound of my voice, now would be a really great time for you to stop listening because this is all you're going to hear for the next few minutes. Anywho, I digress. If you want to join me on Facebook, um, please join our community. It's called Inner Bloomers, and we go ahead and we chat with you guys there, um, and we interact with you guys there on uh, Facebook. So anywho, let me just share that now. Okay. So today what we're going to talk about are alien abductions or alien encounters, different things like that. So you guys know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, you know that I speak to um, a group of Arcturian beings called Inner Bloom or called Inner Bloom, Jesus, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Um, a group of Arcturian beings called the Arc Nine. And um, so I definitely believe in aliens, but today I wanted to give, um, have a little bit more fun and talk about alien abductions. I'm going to talk about my alien abduction. Um, and then I want to uh, play some recordings from other people that have had encounters. I just want to say hi, Nicole. Hi, Sabrina. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and for being here. I hope you're having a great day. Okay. So first, um, the first thing, uh, Hey Ed, um, the first thing I wanted to know when I started looking at this, hi Taylor, um, about alien encounters or alien abductions was where did this come from? So I think that we, most of us know, if you don't know, um, aliens or alien like beings, Hey Judy have been, um, in different cultures and different um, works of art for centuries. Literally, they've been going on um, as long as human beings have been alive, right? From drawings and caves to different um, artifacts. I digress. No one's here to correct me, so it is what it is today. But different um, drawings and different uh, artwork and things like that aliens have been going on as long as time. So I wanted to know when I did my research where the idea, hey, Kelsey, where the idea of an abduction in the States came to be. Because if you're like me, 
you've been thinking, why do all alien abductions take place in the United States? Because if I was going to abduct people, I don't know if it would be in the United States. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Kind of joking. But I wanted to know like where that came from, right? Like, is this kind of like the Salem witch trials and it just kind of got out of hand, right? Um, so I did some research and the first, let me pull it up here. The first alien abduction was reported. Oh, I read far in 1961. So not that, I mean, kind of long ago, I guess now you're, yeah. But um, still in a pretty more modern time, I would say. It's not the early 1900s or anything like that. And it was a couple named Barney and Betty Hill. Uh, They were driving to New Hampshire and they lost track of time. And what's interesting is that that is the common theme that you see with alien abductions or alien encounters, which is a, a loss of time. Thanks, guys, for on Facebook, everybody saying this is going to be a fun podcast episode. Thanks. Um, so I think that that's interesting. And while there's no hard scientific data, I think one of the things that we have to consider when we are looking at cases and studies like that is the common themes that happen when people are not um, aware of other people's stories. And so one of the common themes that a lot of people talk about is a lapse of time. And I'm not talking like we all drive and we're like, how did we get to work, right? We kind of zone out. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about hours and hours go by, whole days go by, and people are not reported missing, which is interesting. Um, And they have no track of time. It's like no time has passed at all. So essentially, Betty and Barney Hill were driving in their car. Um, They lost, they were driving home and they ended up home around 5 a.m. They were unable to account for two hours of the night and they felt like something terrible had happened. Now, I don't like the way that we're saying something terrible happened, but I didn't write this report. So it is what it is. Um, So they reported, they started talking about their memories together, and then they both realized that they felt like they had an alien abduction, okay? So the first person they reported this to was their psychiatrist. They were deeply worried that they were having some kind of psychotic breakdown, which makes sense. I feel like that's that checks out for me. Um, But this, what's interesting is 2.5% of the U.S. population reports of having some personal experience with an alien abduction. So that's very interesting. And also, hi, Rachel. And also of those 2.5%, they report that they've done not studies, but they've done cases where um, those people are not having any kind of psychoses or they're not having any kind of um, mental breakdown, which is a really important topic or a really important part of this story to understand. Okay. Um, Keep listening because I have my own alien encounter that I'm going to tell you guys about. So essentially that was where it first came to be. And then other reports came to be of um, alien encounters and things of that nature. Now I do have a clip because one of the most, I would say famous nowadays is Demi Lovato. And I know that there's some scandal going on with Demi Lovato. She's not a great role model. She's not maybe even a nice person. But I think what happened is interesting. Hi, Allison. And I think it warrants listening to this clip that I found on TikTok. So don't cancel me. I'm just playing a clip that I found of hers. It has some ugly music in it. So just 
bear with me crazy experience that I had. Um, I had a a night where I was dreaming and I say dreaming very loosely because I don't really know what happened, but I all of a sudden was in my room and, and I know I said, so I, I, I sound, I sound, this is going to sound so out there, but just bear with me. So I woke up in my room and there was like three beings and then, and they, they no. were like, do you want to see your planet? And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so you were like, hell I yeah. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So, so I like whooshed out of my room and was like hovering over the planet. And then all of a sudden they're like, you want to see our planet? And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. So, then I whooshed to this like pink and purple planet that I've never seen, but So I'm going to stop it there because I think what's interesting is that the other common theme that people describe about Arcturus is that it is a pink and purple planet. So that is interesting because what her story says to me is that that checks out based on what other people have seen and heard as well. So I think that's really uh, that's fascinating to me. Okay, so this next clip is from Dolores Cannon. Dolores Cannon was a hypnotherapist. She's since passed, um, but she was a hypnotherapist and she is responsible for QHHT. um, And she basically takes people um, through past lives, but then also lives between lives. And these are one of the encounters that she um, found continuously time after time with clients that she would take under hypnotherapy. So listen here. In the beginning, I had a lot of missing time cases, which you probably heard about, where the peer person has time that's not accounted for. But in some of mine, like the one woman was going, she left work and she was going to get uh, lunch. And the people in the office wanted her to get lunch for them. Well, she went out to get lunch and she comes back and they said, well, it's time to go home now. We don't want it. She had lost half of the day. And another time she was going to a party and she got on the freeway. When she gets there, they said, well, you could have told us you were going to be late. It's We're leaving now. She would lose whole blocks of time like that. So when I did the session with her, I found out she was being taken car and all off of the freeway. So I asked them, I said, can you do that? And he said, certainly we can do anything. So I said, well, wouldn't it? When you, why didn't you take the car? Couldn't you have just taken her and left the car there? They said that would have presented a problem because the police would have come. There would have been a car sitting on the freeway all by itself. Much easier to just take the car off the freeway. And I said, yes, but what about the people on the freeway? Wouldn't they be surprised seeing a car going up in the air? They said they will see it, but they won't remember what they saw. Okay. So how crazy is that? Allison said goosebumps. Oh, wow. I know. I know. So this is all. And then there's another clip that I'm not going to play because it really puts ETs in a bad light. And I don't think they're bad. I digress. Um, But I do believe that they are communicating with us through various sources, various ways. And it would make sense whether we believe in like um, similar to what we're talking about is similar to like a men in black situation where thanks Heather, um, where you don't remember the encounter. And I think that makes sense because I believe 
that most people, if you remembered the encounter that you had with an extraterrestrial, it would be jarring and it would definitely be something that not only you tell other people about, but like you kind of go into what is real, what's not real. Right. And I think a lot of us since the pandemic are already in that. So we don't need more of that. So I appreciate, um, I, up until about six years ago, I was terrified of even talking about aliens because I was like, I know they're listening. I can't handle this. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a part of it. And here we are now. So, um, I have had, uh, several encounters with ETs, but not in the way that you would think. So let me explain. Um, I also think that ETs can disguise themselves as people. And I don't, I'm not going to talk about like good ETs, bad ETs, or thank you, Andrea. That's very sweet of you. Um, good ETs or bad ETs or anything like that, because I know there's a lot of talk about reptilians and things like that. And I'm not getting into that today. Um, I'm only going to talk about the positive experiences, toxic positivity here on the inner bloom podcast today. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so when I was, and I've talked to a lot of people that have felt like they've lost track of time, like the similar scenarios that you hear with those stories that I just shared. So I'll give you this example, and then I'll tell you something that we all have in common, which I think is interesting. And then I'd love for the few people in the chat or a few people watching this live to let me know if you've ever experienced anything like this. So when I was in elementary school, I don't remember what grade I was in exactly. There was a little girl in my class and I remember her name was Summer Smith. I remember it because um, I remember names that are S-S-A-A-M-M, those types of names. Okay. So her name was Summer Smith. I can remember she had a little bob haircut. I remember exactly what she looked like. So I used to be terrified of the movie Chucky. It tells you how old I am. I digress. And I slept upstairs in the loft. And every night I would run downstairs into my mom's room and I would lay on her floor. Right. And one night I'm running downstairs and I see Summer Smith sitting on my couch. And it's probably like midnight, two in the morning, something around there. And I stop and I look at her. And I go, what are you doing in my house? And she goes, come here. I want to talk to you. And I wasn't afraid of her because I knew her. So I came and I sat next to her and, oh, I've got goosebumps. And I remember thinking, why are you in my house? And I think I said that to her. And she said, I have something really important to tell you. And I said, okay. And she told me the thing. And she said, I need you to remember that. Okay. And I said, okay, no problem. And, uh, she literally like gave me water and put me to bed like, like the who's like the Grinch. Okay. So the next day at school is where it gets creepy. So she comes up to me at school and I, I go up to her and I remember thinking like that was a dream. Like, don't be weird. I remember thinking all of those things. So I must've been in the fifth grade, but she came up to me and she said, do you remember what I said to you last night? And I knew right then and there, oh my God, it wasn't a dream. Uh, Carol, you're, it didn't cut out. I just didn't tell you what she said to me, but I digress. So I remember thinking, oh my God, um, this was not a dream because she's asking me if I remember what she said. So I go through my life, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking at old pictures of elementary school. And I know the other kids in the class because there was a Wesley Wiseman 
in the class too. And again, those names, like they stand out to me. And um, so I was looking at my, my class book, my yearbook, and she's not in my yearbook. She's not in my class picture. She's nowhere to be found in those like uh, documentation that I went to school. So did she go to school with me? I'm not sure if she didn't, I certainly made her up her little name, her haircut, everything. I don't ever remember playing with her outside of school, but I remember her very specifically. And my mom has no recollection of me talking about a summer smith. So very interesting. So as I, one of the other things that I do is I coach people um, on coming into their gifts, coming into their abilities. Um, and I knew you were going to say she wasn't there. <laughs> Allison said that online. I know it's crazy, right? Um, so one of the things that I do is I coach people on how to grow their intuition, how to do all that. And I used to do this privately. I don't do it privately anymore, but I used to, if you want to do it now, join my community, super bloom, shameless plug. So it's $500 off right now. Anyway. So as I'm working with people, I, I notice, and we do like hypnotherapy, stuff like that. So as I'm working with this one practitioner in, in particular, we are talking and she tells me that when she was a child, she used to sleepwalk a lot. And when I was a kid, I used to sleepwalk a lot. So in the chat, let me know if anybody has slept walk as a kid, because what I have found, and this is just my unscientific hypothesis here, but what I have found is that children that slept walk also have large lapses of time. Now, could it be because we're so tired because we're sleepwalking? Maybe. But I think that what's happening is that we have, because she had encounters with ETs as well. I'm not going to share because it's not my business to share her stuff. But um, I think what's happening is that we are having encounters with ETs. And I think when we're sleepwalking, we're trying to find something. Now, is this true for all sleepwalking cases? No. But I do think that it's an interesting similarity. My mom used to, okay, so Sabrina on Facebook says, my mom used to tell me that when I was a baby, she found me going out the door. Interesting. Very interesting. I love that. So why would that be, you know? Um, but I think that that is one of the things. So another story. Now, the next story that I tell is this my guides or is this an ET? And I think that they can be the same thing. My guides are ETs. Okay. So I'm at the gym. Um, this is when I was going through a really rough patch in my life. Um, I was really coming up against like self-worth issues. I was coming up with a lot of, um, self-judgment, things like that. And I just asked, the universe, God, my guides, whoever you want to call for a sign, excuse me. And so I'm at the gym, I'm working out and this, I'm walking, uh, towards the weights and this man stops me and stands in front of me. And you know how sometimes you do like that awkward, like side shuffle, like I'll go left. And then we both go left and we laugh. And then we go, you know, the other way, it wasn't like that. So I laughed and I said, oh, excuse me. And I started to go around him and he grabs my shoulders and he goes, no, look at my shirt. So one, now he has my attention. And two, uh, I read a shirt and it was something about knowing your, I don't even remember exactly what it said, 
but it basically answered my question literally about knowing your worth right then and there. And I start like crying in the gym. So embarrassing. If you know me personally, you know, I'm a crier. I digress. So I'm literally crying at this point. And he kind of like comes to, it was like, he snapped out of it and he's like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you were somebody else. And I said, what? Because now I realize like, this is not the same person that this was five seconds ago. He goes, I thought you were somebody else. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to grab you. And he's like apologetic. And I go, no, your shirt. That was like a perfect response to a question that I've been asking today. So thank you. And he looks at his shirt and he said, oh, no, I had a different shirt on this morning. I don't even remember putting this on. And so we both had this moment, him and I, of like, what the fuck is going on right now? What is happening? But I do think that ETs can be guides. And I think that my ET guides stepped in in that time to remind me, hey, you're going to get through this. Everything's going to be okay. My next story, if you don't think I'm crazy yet, stick around. It gets juicy. My next story is... um, an inner child healing slash uh, hypnotherapy session that I did. Thanks guys for liking the pod. Um, So I used to, well, I still do. I'm working with uh, Julia Phoenix. She's been on the podcast a lot of times. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks, Heather. Um, And what she does is she takes you through basically like hypnotherapy, okay? And inner child and different parts of your life that you need to heal. Okay. so. There's this memory. I'm going to get really vulnerable. Oh my gosh. Trigger warning for abandonment issues. (laughs) So there's this, uh, when I tell you guys, you could listen to this all day. Thanks, Judy. When I tell you guys that I had a fucked up childhood, it's what I'm about to tell you is, uh, like it's a messed up story. So I was three years old. I have no business remembering this at three because technically you shouldn't have these memories, but some people say they do. So I'm one of them. Um, And my biological mother would leave me home alone a lot. Like that was a pretty common thing. So it was pretty common that I would wake up in a dark house by myself and be too small to turn on the light or be too small to help or do really anything. So I'm just kind of at the mercy of like figuring this shit out on my own. Right. But the first time this happened, um, Julia is bringing me back into this memory. And I can remember very specifically what I was thinking. I can remember very specifically like going out into the street and going to the neighbor's house. I can remember very specifically details about what happened then. And in this hypnotherapy session, there were three beings around me and I didn't know they were there as a three-year-old child. I just felt alone. Right. And, um, I remember watching myself and watching myself go through the motions and asking, like really thinking I was going to die because I was all alone, right? It's really sad. I know. I digress. I'm through it. It's okay, guys. But the beings were saying to each other, don't touch her. Don't touch her. She needs to do this. We're building her armor. And as this hypnotherapy session is going on, I'm watching their conversation take place about me. And I'm watching them 
keep me safe and protect me and kind of show me like how to get out of the house and show me like which house to go to that they'll know that I'm safe and like all of these things. And it was a very interesting session. Um, because I think when we have those hypnotherapy sessions, like the one that I, uh, showed you guys with Dolores Cannon, we have the ability to tap into a part of our mind or an experience that maybe we wouldn't have normally. So if you've never done a past life regression hypnotherapy, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, sometimes it can feel, um, less exciting because it doesn't feel as real as this reality, but it absolutely is real because there are different moments that you unlock that you're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. So that was, um, that was my story. Interesting. It's interesting. Let me know in the comments. Cause we have about 24 people watching. So let me know in the comments <clears throat> if you guys have had any encounters like that. Um, at Zabia, at Zabia, I have an ET guide as well. If you're crazy, then I'm with you. Thank you. Uh, Nicole Jason Utter said, I'd love to do one of those, but I got to trust the person. I think trusting the person um, is really important. Um, I trust Julia Phoenix. I think she's amazing. Um, but there's other practitioners that I've worked with that I've gotten really good results with too. So I highly recommend going with someone that you trust, but, um, yeah, even if you're not doing inner child healing, if you're doing some other type of healing, having those conversations with your higher self, having those conversations for just witnessing something like that can be really, um, healing and really powerful. Thanks Nicole for the heart. Sabrina says yes, because I tried one and I couldn't interesting, interesting. Um, I tried a past life regression, but I felt like it was, I was making it up. So I didn't know, uh, like EMDR, but more whimsy. <laughs> I like that Maddie. Um, okay. So one of the things I want to keep everybody aware of is, well, a couple of things, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, one, we are still, Alexa and I are still offering, um, $500 off. Super Bloom, which is the 12 week course, grow your gifts. And then it comes with a six month, uh, essentially membership where you get to practice with other people and you also get coaching with us on a weekly basis. So that's, that's a really good deal. Um, use code September at checkout. It will be ending at the end of the month. So please head over there and do that. I see Heather and Andrea online and I will read your comment in just one second. Um, the other thing that I want to tell everybody is, um, I am doing a live webinar where it's going to be a shorter version of the grow your gifts or the 12 weeks. You're not crazy. You're intuitive. It's going to be an hour session. If you're interested in that private message, me, um, shoot me an email and version Matthews 14 at gmail.com. And we're going to go over, um, the three protection uh, clearing, grounding, basics of psychic work, basics of mediumship. It's going to be an hour. I will record it and send it to you if you can't make it. And then, okay, two more things. So I am offering a live version of this class, except there's a catch here. So it's on October 29th. It is going to be in Virginia Beach. It is at the Ferry Plantation House. And it, that is a real haunted house. So I've talked about it on the podcast before. 
but essentially you're going to tell me um what spirits are in the house we're going to go over grounding protection clearing we're going to go over psychic work and we're going to go over um what who lived in the house and then we're going to go off of the evidence that we have based on the historical documents that are there so we know like I think 15 spirits that are in the house that uh, a lot of people have uh, contacted. We know kind of how they communicate and we can back it up by evidence. So I'm going to teach you how to do that. I'm only accepting 12 people. So if you're interested in that and you're able to come to the event, hit me up, let me know. It's October 29th. Uh, lastly, I am taking on one coaching client and one VIP session. So if you want to come to this live event for free, you want to do all of that. You want to dive in deeper with your intuitive abilities. You want to do breath work. You want to do uh, cold water therapy. Shoot me a message and let me know um, because I have one spot. I wasn't originally going to do another one for the end of the year, but I love VIP sessions so much. So it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just you and I. It's like a very um, intimate retreat setting that you and I would only be a part of. And you get to experience things that other people don't get to and you get that one-on-one -on -one personal attention. Um, so shoot me an email or a message about that. And coaching, I love to help people after they've lost a loved one, going through a divorce, anything like that, um, help you get back to you, get back to who you are and how you feel good in your body and different techniques that we go through with that. Okay. So Heather Z on Facebook says, I have a couple of those times driving when I, uh, distinctly do not know how I got where I was. And I had to really work hard to prove to myself I was in a familiar place and where I was meant to be. I get that Heather. I feel those same ways. Uh, excuse me. I feel that same way sometimes when I'm driving, because what happens when you're driving is highway hypnosis. So it's very easy to go under. And actually that is the same hypnotherapy that they use when you do a past life regression, meaning that if a car were to stop in front of you, you kind of come too quickly and you know where you are and what's going on. Um, just like if you're doing a past life regression and the practitioner says like, give me your credit card, you're going to come to and be like, that doesn't fit what's happening. Right. So that's uh, how it was explained to me. Andrea says, when I was little, my older sister and I got dropped off to go bowling and I slipped and smashed my head so hard on the floor. I thought I died. It was this beautiful woman dressed in a flowy dress, not bullying attire, picked me up and held me for a few moments. My sister was so freaked out who this random woman was. Then she put me down and I was fine. And she just walked off. It was unreal. That is interesting. I love that. I had, I had a scary situation happen. Okay. I'll tell this story really quick. And then I promise I'll end the podcast. So I grew up in San Diego. I grew up in, um, a La Jolla. I didn't grow up in La Jolla. I wish I did, but La Jolla is a ritzy part of San Diego, but there are a lot of cliffs in La Jolla. Okay. And so I would go to these places that I really had no business going by myself as a child. So I was there with my friend and basically on these cliffs in La Jolla, there, there is no guardrail. There's nothing but a rope that prevents you from walking off the path, which is insane. Maybe they've changed it now. It's been a few years since I've been to San Diego and La Jolla Cove, not La Jolla Cove, Torrey Pines Cliffs. Um, but at the time there was nothing. 
So he was trying to scare me and pretend like he was falling off the cliff. So he was holding onto the rope and his feet were on the thing, but I didn't see that his feet were on the thing. And, um, he was like, ah, help me, help me. And so I kind of looked and I saw his feet and I was like, oh, you're just messing with me, whatever. And then his foot slipped and he was actually dangling. So I was trying to pull him up, but I wasn't strong enough. So I'm trying my best to pull him up. This woman comes up behind me, grabs my hips and pulls me back. And I look, I saw her out of the corner of my eye. I look back and she's gone. There's nobody on the path. It's a long path. I would have seen somebody either below me or above me. And she was completely gone. So was that a guardian angel? Was that an ET? I have no idea, but very, very interesting, very spooky, weird things. I'd love to know more about your spooky stories. So if you're listening to this, write in. I can read them on the podcast. It would be great times. Let me know, especially for Halloween. Super fun. All right. I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, When did you realize you had your gifts? When I was, uh, as long as I can remember, Maddie asked on Facebook, when did you realize you had your gifts? Um, As long as I can remember. I say five, but it's really as long as I can remember. So there are two different people. There are people that are born like this. And then there are people that come into their gifts later on. So I'm one of the people that are born like this, not better or worse, just different. All right, guys, I hope you guys have a great, great week. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.